Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the radio guy, Mike Press. Welcome to another episode of the Mike Press Show here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. Of course, we come to you each and every day with the world of HBCU sports and beyond. Our social media handles for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter are at the Mike Prince Show. The YouTube channel is Open Mic Broadcast Network. And, of course, our 24-hour dial-in message line, 713-570-6736. And without any further delay, we'll join on today's show. Today's show is another unique guest on the line. This young man, and I do mean young man, in the eyes of the beholder, has done a phenomenal thing, and we found it a very important fact that we have him on the show. And before we get into that, let me just present to some and introduce to others head softball coach from Texas Southern University, Coach Worley Barker. How you doing, sir? And welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, doing great. Uh, just enjoying the summer and uh, starting to get ready for, for next season. Starting to get ready for next season. Before we get into next season, of uh, I've mentioned on this show on more than one occasion on how you've had a run. You've if And you correct me if I'm wrong. It's either 10 or 11 consecutive Western Division titles in softball. Which one is it, sir? It's 10, a uh, total of 10. It's been 10 consecutive uh, Western Division. Well, uh, that alone declares uh, uh, a shout from the mountaintop because it's not easy. It's not easy <laughs> at all. In the in the spirit of competition, I am through and through Prairie View A&M University. I love my Panthers. Right. Um, and um, every year we got to be battling with these Tigers <laughs> uh, on, you know, getting this top seed in the West. We were uh, blessed uh, 2018 to get the, the softball championship down in Montgomery. What is the secret sauce to the recipe, man? This, this is something, this is not an accident. This is not a fluke. You know, you get a year win. Okay, you can say, ah, that was a fluke. You got lucky. But 10 consecutive years, what's the method to the madness? Well, I, I, you know, nothing secretive about it, Mike. The, the biggest thing is just hard work, man. We we recruit and bring in kids that uh, have a background of believing in hard work and not afraid of hard work. Uh, you know, as a as a person from the north side of town, grew up on the no- northeast side of town, went to Smiley High School, and uh, I grew up knowing, you know, the only way you can be successful at something is you have to work hard, and so. We uh, just don't think there's a substitute for hard work. And so our kids, you know, the kids that we try and recruit, we try and bring in, I guess our first, you know, first talent or source that we look at is we want to make sure that they're open to hard work. Now, the buzzword in the world of athletics anywhere in the country, whether you had a Power 5 program, Division 3 program, even JUCO programs, everybody hollers facilities facilities, facilities. You're doing this, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. 
you practice at a one location and your games are on another location, you don't even get a chance to touch the home field until actual game time. Is that correct? You are correct. Our first uh, our first home game is the first time that we play on our uh, game facility. Yes, we practice at two different city facilities. Uh, we practice over at City Gas Park, uh, which is on the outskirts of downtown. Uh, and then we play our home games over at Memorial Park. Uh, so two different facilities. Uh, but again, you know, hard work uh, and no excuses. We, you know, we don't make any excuses. And, and there are days that it is a challenge not having your facility, but uh, we don't make any excuses. Now, when it comes to recruiting and, uh, you know, kids today are very, very fickle. You know, <laughs> uh, some of them think they're much better than what they actually are. And their parents have them thinking they're better than what they think they are. How do you deal with that type of ego to recruit a young lady and convince their parents that they need to come and play for you when you have, you know, no facilities to operate Mm -hmm. when everybody is facility based? Well, I think the biggest thing that that we typically try and offer kids yeah, really probably about two or three different things. But the biggest thing that we offer is one, you're going to get a, a great education. Uh, Tech Southern, you know, one of the predominantly largest uh, historical black colleges and universities. Uh, we produce a lot of, you know, obviously top talented uh, individuals, both female and males. Uh, and you're going to get a great, you're going to get a great education. You're going to play, you know, some competitive softball. We play several of you know top 25 programs within the country uh and then lastly you're gonna have a great experience uh you know we're in the city of houston you know fifth largest city in the country uh so you're gonna have a great experience now for some people that is a challenge you know especially if you're trying to recruit a kid that's from a small town and is you know don't really want that big city life want you know want to continue to stay small And, and we've had that but those are the three things that we try and sell. Great edu- great education. You're going to play some competitive softball and you're going to have a great college experience. We have, you know, we allow our kids to participate in, you know, other extracurricular activities. We have kids that play at sororities. We have kids that work jobs. And so it's a, it's a great college experience. And so that's what we try and sell. Anything outside of those three things, Mike, uh, you know, we tell people, uh, we may not be the, the place for you, but if you're looking to get a great education, play some competitive softball and just have a, a good college experience, then by all means, we tell you, give us a hard uh, look and a, and a big consideration. We're speaking right now with Coach Worley Barker of the Texas Southern Tigers, head softball coach. And before we go any further, Coach, let's let's go back in the time machine. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you are a, a Houston Tillerson graduate play baseball, but how mm-hmm. did you end up in the world of coaching? <laughs> I spent my, my, you know, as you stated, uh, grew up playing baseball and football, both in, uh, at Smiley high school, played baseball for my father and, you know, several other people during the summers, uh, back at, you know, a lot of people knew it as East Houston, uh, little league park, uh, East Houston, little league baseball. Uh, and then he eventually moved over to Smokey Jasper. I think maybe played there for two years out at Smokey Jasper. And then played, obviously, in high school 
And then, as you stated, went to Houston Tilson and played, you know, four years of, of baseball there. But I was, my background was, was business and finance. I uh, have an undergrad in business administration and a master's degree in finance and management. So spent the first half of my life, or I guess my career, in uh, banking and, and finance. And uh, woke up one day and decided I wanted to do something different. Didn't know what. You know, I always had a love for sports because, you know, being an athlete. And then I had, you know, obviously had two daughters. And so with my daughters, having daughters, I got into so softball, uh, started coaching them at a real young age, did a lot out in the Missouri City, Sugarland areas with my daughters. And so I got into uh, softball, uh, first started volunteering here at uh, Texas Southern. And uh, I guess, as they say, uh, 15 years later, uh, I'm still here. <laughs> wow, 15 years on the ground. You know, so your daughters were pretty much a, a very uh, strong inspiration that led you toward coaching. Yes, sir. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, and um, I father four, two girls, two boys. It's something about them girls, isn't it? Yeah, it's something about those girls. It's something about those girls. <laughs> you be, man, you be tired to I ain't moving. The boy asked you, hey, Dad, man, man, go ask your mama. That baby girl said, Daddy, what you need, baby? What you-? Hey, you, you get up and do it. But, yeah, grew up coaching both of them. And, uh, you know, they both played, you know, all through high school. Uh, the oldest one went off and played two years at uh, Howard University, uh, decided. You know, dad, I, you know, got enough of playing. I want to focus on my education. And so she decided to come back home and uh, finished up at University of Texas. The baby daughter went off to Hampton University, played a year at Hampton and kind of the same thing. Dad, I don't want to play anymore. I want to just come back home and go to school. So she actually just recently graduated from Prairie View. Yes, sir. I was getting ready to say um, it, it, it's kind of strange when you, you've coached your children pretty much all your life and then they end up going elsewhere. Was that? Something that you had to get over, not to take personal and just say, okay, baby, go do what you do. Or there's something deep inside say, hey, you, you need to come over here and help me try to win some games. No, nah, man, my, my daughters knew at a young age, they was like, look, I'm not playing for him. If I have to play for that man. <laughs> hey, that's it, huh? That's it. If I got to play for that bad, then forget it. I'm done. Uh, now, we knew at a young age. And again, I, I, you know, probably like most parents. And when I look back, there were times I was you know, extremely hard on them. And I think as a coach, especially a parent coach, you tend to be a little bit harder on your own kid. Uh, just because you want to make sure that, you know, that people are not saying, well, it's they're only playing because of daddy ball. You know, my, my daughters could definitely tell you that was never the case. And so, uh, but they knew at a young age, look, uh, we love daddy, but surely would never spend four years of, of college uh, playing for him just based on, you know, growing up with him. And so we, you know, we both kind of agreed uh, and decided that, okay, you know, if you still want to play, let's look at some other, you know, places and, and pick somewhere that you'd be comfortable going. And they both did that. And at, at some point, like, you know, a lot of uh, young ladies, they decide, look, I got enough athletics and I really want to focus on my education. And both of them did, Mike. I, You know, people ask me, were you disappointed? And I say, no, you know, they both got their education. Both of them are uh, engineering, uh, got engineering degrees. Both of them are working for companies, you know, in their field. So uh, I am blessed and i'm excited for both of them and uh you know just you know 
can you know continue to do the same thing just you know in terms of coaching here just continue to try and build win championships and build top level uh, talented kids. Well, I, I I hear you loud and clear, Coach, but we know you told your daughter to came to the Prairie View. You can go to Prairie View, but you're not playing softball. You're not going to be playing against your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that was a decision, you know, I think she, she made. And I tell you, she went to Prairie View uh, with the decision that she was going to play there. And, and, you know, for those that don't know coach bland and i uh we're personal friends as a matter of fact we're frat brothers right and so uh you know when she decided she wanted to come back you know she knew engineering was what she wanted to do and you know we thought no better place to do engineering you know her thoughts was i don't want to follow my sister and go to uh you know a predominantly white university so i want to do an hbcu and uh, we said no better place than, than prairie view and out of high school, you know, Prairie View had looked at and saw and, you know, thought she had some some talent that she can play. And so her first year back, she did go out and uh, had made the team and was going to be a walk on. But uh, my youngest daughter, you know, once she she, she found a, a job and started working and decided, look, dad, I think I want to, you know, make some money and keep money in my pocket because uh, I, I realized bank of dad ain't always open. <laughs> 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 So, uh, but no, she, you know, first went and, there, you know, we had some discussions. She was like, well, dad, you know, that, that you know, y'all can forget about winning the West now because I'm going to be at Prairie View and it's a wrap. And, you know, I, you know, told her, I said, baby, the only thing I could tell you is for the next three years, you're going to be playing for second place because you sure won't be playing for the first time. Hey, I'm a, I, just, since we're exclusively talking to you today, I'm going to let that one pass. Okay, Coach. <laughs> Um, but I don't know if you know this, but Coach Bland and I, we actually were teammates at Prairie View. We've been knowing Coach okay. Bland for over 30 years, man. And so, um, and and you have a similarity with uh, your baseball coach at uh, Texas Southern and Coach Mike Robertson. You guys were teammates at Houston Tillerson, correct? Absolutely. We, we actually grew up playing together, playing for my father and, you know, and back on over in, uh, as I stated, East Houston early. So, yeah, we, we go way back. We've been playing. I've been knowing each other since we were about 10, you know, well over 40 some years. So we go way back and have a great relationship. But like I said, Bland and I are real, real close. Uh, you know, you know, we, we, people will see us off, off the field. They'll see us out recruiting and we're chatting it up and talking and people are like, Hey, you guys are competition. Why are y'all so chummy together? And we tell people, Hey, look, we're off the field. We're, we're, we're good friends. And we both know once we get between those lines, we're going to compete as hard and heavy as possible. But after that, you know, seven innings or after that game, you know, it's, Hey, we, we wish each other the best. And, and if, if it's not me playing for the championship, uh, you know, I'm, I'm typically pulling for him and vice versa. If it's not him, uh, you know, he's, you know, hopefully he's pulling for us, but uh, love prayer view. And uh, my masters in finance and business is from prayer view. So I do, I do have a little bit of that, Purple and 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 gold blood, but it was uh, hard for you to say that, wasn't it, Coach? It, it was hard. It's hard. It was hard, it's hard. Say, go say it one more time, Coach. Say it one more time. <laughs> well, well, you know the thing now is my <laughs> my paycheck is is maroon, so I have to make sure I get. <laughs> but yeah, but you got you got to admit it one more time, Coach. You said you got what kind of blood? You said you got. I, I got a teeny weeny ounce of that purple and gold blood because you know I do have a background. My master's is from Prairie, so I you know. Uh, familiar with Prairie View and you know, like the state. I have a lot of love for them and support and root for them when it's not us or when we're not playing them. But uh, 
and as I stated, my daughter just graduated from preview. So, uh, as they say, I've seen some signs that say my my kid and my money goes to preview. Uh-huh. So I, I, <laughs> uh-huh. That's what we're getting down to, baby. I, I'm about to bring that baby girl up. Like, no, no, no. You're a little bit more joined to the hip than what you want to admit, my man. <laughs> but it's all good. But it's all good. It's, it, it's, all, it's good. all good. We're talking right now with Coach Worley Barker of the Texas Southern Tigers softball program. Now, Coach, uh, going back to this this ten year run that you've had, and and let's talk about the schematics of of swag softball. Um, for the most part, it's been a consistent <laughs> battle between uh, yourself. Alabama State uh, has been a good uh, recent run with Prairie View. And then it's almost kind of hit or miss throughout the rest of the conference. When you break down from your vantage point the competition play, where do you see the pros and cons throughout the conference? Uh, I think I think more and more, Mike, it's becoming very balanced. Uh, I think you'll start to see, you know, we've had some movement uh, with some coaches within the conference. Uh, and so I think over the next, you know, three to five years, there'll be more schools that are starting to compete for a title. You know, as you stated for the past you know, maybe three to five years, it's been maybe roughly three to four schools really, you know, competing at the very end of the, the SWAC tournament. But I think, at, you know, as you over the next three to five years, I think you'll probably see more of you know, more like six or seven schools that are actually competing for the title. And I think it'll kind of go, uh, you know, whoever gets hot as they get close to the tournament, I think that's who's going to determine it. But but parity in the conference has, I think it's getting better and better. Uh, you know, people, somebody was asking me the other day, said for a long time, Mississippi Valley State dominated the conference and, you know, won tournament probably 10 years in a row. And so over the last five or six years, it's been somebody totally different. And I say that, uh, you know, a lot of the other schools have caught up, you know, a lot of other schools at one time, uh, Coach Smith from Valley was probably the only one going to California and going to uh, Colorado to recruit. Well, now everybody's going to Colorado. Everybody's going to uh, California. Everybody's going to Arizona. And so uh, a lot of schools, you know, have, have started to put money, uh, as well as, you know, our resources into their software programs where as coaches we can go out and seek other kids or, or you know, recruit top-level kids from other states, you know, some even out of the country. And so I think over the next three to five years it's going to be, you know, I think the, the parity within the SWAC is going to get even better because you'll have, I think it'll be anybody's game up until probably the, you know, going right into the tournament. So that's a good thing. You know, competition is always good. And, you know, we always love competition. Well, you know, when you think about it, and, and a lot of the talent that you just made mention from the west western part of the nation, Colorado, Arizona, and California, it's amazing that they do not have more collegiate softball in those areas like they you would think they would. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, you I know this year, Mike, just looking at uh, the College World Series, I saw that the viewership was was the highest it had ever been. I think they had set several records like for the championship game. And so I think what you'll start to see and you're already starting to see it, you, you'll start to see schools, more schools implementing softball. You'll continue to see schools continue to put 
you know, resources in softball. And I think it's just a growing sport and it's going to continue to grow. Uh, you can just look at some of the, the schools around the country. I think A&M spent like 25 million last year on a brand new facility. If you, you know, you can look that up and find that, but they put, you know, uh, unlimited amounts of money in their softball program. UT brought in uh, their head coach came over from Oregon who had just built a new stadium at, at University of Oregon. There's rumors that he's getting ready, you know, they're getting ready to make a lot of upgrades at University of Texas. So softball is a growing sport. And I think in order for us in the SWAT, you know, in order for us to continue to, to compete and, and play well with, you know, these, you know, predominantly white schools, uh, you'll start to see, and you've already seen that that we're starting to put resources and and money as well into uh, our softball programs within the SWAC. Well, you know, uh, being an old baseball player, and I've been beating the baseball softball drum for many many moons, and I know you're you're tied to Texas Southern, so. If you you do not have to respond to what I'm about to share with you, I don't want you to be mm-hmm. incriminated or anything like mm-hmm. that. But of all the sport that we are involved in on a uh, conference level, football, basketball, baseball, softball, I'll stick with those four for right now. I think the two of baseball and softball have been the most misunderstood, the least amount invested that you can get a greater return on your investment as far as national branding goes. Because with football, let's face it, you can only go so far on the FCS platform. And mm-hmm. you can only, you know, let's be honest, I love Prairie View, you love Texas Southern. Prairie View plays Texas A&M, Texas plays Texas Southern. We know pretty much what the outcome is going to be in football. Absolutely. We we can almost guarantee what's going to happen in basketball. But when mm-hmm. it comes to baseball and softball, at least for the first three or four innings, you know you got a shot. Absolutely. I uh, know. I, t- I think that's a, that's a key point, and you're definitely on target with that. Absolutely. For three or four innings uh, with both baseball and softball, it could go either way. Uh, you know, as you just – as you mentioned, we played – you know, we when we looked at regionals, it was interesting. We, you know, there were several schools that were in regionals uh, that we we played this past season. And as you stated, for the first three or four innings, we we felt like we competed well. Uh, and then once you get to you know inning five or six, you know things start to change a little bit because again they start to catch up and with the type of pitching that we have. And I tell people, people say, well, what's the difference between SWAC and some of these you know big top twenty five programs? Well, one is. They have kids that are throwing 70 miles an hour. That's not something that we have. Uh, it's funny. Uh, two years ago when we made the conference tournament, one the A&M had a kid that was throwing about 67, 68. And, you know, somebody had asked, how are we going to get prepared for that? I said, well, it's going to be a challenge because this kid is consistently throwing 65 to 70. And we have a pitching machine. It only goes up to 60. So, I mean, how you get how do you get ready for something? You don't even have a pitching machine that goes up that high other than bringing a pitching machine, you know, right up on your kids. And so, as you stated, yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a, I think it's a sport that we definitely can compete with. We can continue to, you know, play well with them. Um, football, basketball, I mean, you know, people ask me and I, you know, Mike, I, I'm always honest. I tell people, I say, well, you know, I go support and I watch, but what they're doing and how they're doing it, 
uh, in terms of recruiting and getting kids, I, I couldn't begin to tell you. Uh, I tell people all the time, I, I really try and stay in the softball lane and just focus on softball. And so uh, we uh, we feel like that, you know, it's a sport that we can continue to compete well in and we're going to continue to compete well in, and be able to play with some of the major major programs around the country. Well, you just alluded to uh, pitching being the key. Do you see that being the missing ingredient for uh, swag schools being able to advance in these regionals? I think so. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, when you look at these big schools, uh, you know, they're going to have kids that's throwing. I mean, take the kid that's been the national player of the year that, that pitched and hit at UCLA. That kid, you know, is consistently throwing, you know, 67, 68 miles an hour. Uh, look at a majority of the schools that were at the tournament. They had kids that was easily, you know, hitting 70 miles an hour. And so, uh, you know, that that's, yeah, I think the biggest difference between us and them is, you know, they're going to get pitchers that's going to, you know, be more dominant. Whereas for us, we make, you know, we may have three pitches that's going to make up the one pitcher that they have, not in terms of speed, but more so in just of trying to have a change of pace. Uh, but I think the biggest difference is, yeah, just the dominant pitching. You know, it, it's it's not that we won't ever because trust me, we're 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 trying to get that kid that's throwing seventy, you know, miles an hour. But the reality of it is that kid's gonna uh, probably go to a big major university. Uh, understand that we respect that and we accept it, but it's still not gonna ever stop us from at least making a phone call or sending a questionnaire, at least inquiring about that kid, because who knows, there may be one day that that kid says, look, yeah, I could go to a UT or A&M, but I've made the decision. I want to do an HBCU. And well, we sure hope that, that Texas Southern is that HBCU that that kid does decide to go to when, when, when that does happen. And it's going to happen. We think it's just a matter of time, but it's going to happen. Well, let me ask you this. Do you still think you'll be coaching when that happens? I hope so, Mike. You know, people ask me every day, say, Coach, you've been there for 15 years. How much longer are you going to be? I say, well, you know, if 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 the Lord is, is willing and the Lord blesses me, I'm going to you know, try and be here another 15 years. I don't see that I'll make another career change. I enjoy it. I love it. Uh, you know, I've had some opportunities and got some calls to look at some other opportunities. But, you know, I love it here. Uh, my family is here, my wife and, and you know, my family is here. And so I don't proceed you know i tell people all the time that the only way i'll leave is you know obviously if i hit that you know 300 million dollar lottery i'm not gonna lie to you and tell you that <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be like coach who <laughs> now now the one thing i do say i will definitely build my own facility and not have to worry about a baseball softball cup back so that'll be the first day when 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 i do hit it mike That'll be the first thing I do. That we're gonna build us a baseball and softball facility somewhere uh, that we can definitely call our own and uh, and and hopefully uh, continue to progress as we've done thus far. Yes, sir. We're talking right now with Coach Worley Barker, and I gotta admit, Coach, even though you're representing Texas Southern, this is a breath of fresh air for me. But I'm really enjoying this. Um, we talked about the facilities just a minute ago. Uh, you're in a unique situation. Texas Southern is in, in what we would call, consider a landlocked situation. Uh -huh. You're surrounded by a historic neighborhood. Um, uh -huh. You have a unique situation of uh, Jack Yates High School, which is a stone throws away from the campus. They're actually working 
on a baseball softball complex. Is there any talks about possibly you guys making that your home versus going back to the public parks? We th- there's been some discussions and, and we'll uh, we'll eventually have more. But uh, if not our home facility, at least where we can maybe partner with them and maybe, you know, practice there uh, from time to time or at least do do more, uh, you know, combine things together. And so that that's kind of the discussion. Uh, we've already had, a you know, a good relationship with HISD. We've assisted them with some camps and and they've allowed us to use you know a couple of their facilities with some camps and clinics and we've done some stuff for you know some of the athletes within hisd uh, with that partnership and that relationship and i you know the goal is definitely to continue uh and build continue to build and, and on that relationship and by all means uh somebody just mentioned to me a week ago that uh they saw yates was building a softball baseball facility and and that you know, I should reach out to them. And so we've left a message or two, and that's the hope that we'll be able to do some things with them uh, since, it's, as you stated, it's just a stone throw from, from our campus. Well, that would give you, uh, I even think, an increased uh, interest within the community uh, right. because you're doing some great things with the program. And also, it could even help influence some of the HISD um, student athletes say, hey, uh, if you got an opportunity to advance your playing career, here's one right here that's uh, partnered up with us already. So let's give them a deeper look. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Coach, you just made mention of camps. How how are you or if you at all uh, provide any uh, softball camps for the community? Uh, we definitely do them, Mike. We, we utilize both Memorial Park uh, for camps and clinics. And we also, uh, use where we practice at city gas park. We typically summertime is when a lot of the, a lot of schools are having camps and clinics. So we typically stay away from the summer months and we typically do the fall. Uh, typically we're going to have, uh, I think we trying to finalize dates. Now we'll have a camp in September. We'll do one in October and then probably one in November, right before we go home for the Christmas break. And then we typically will do one when we get back either late January or early February before the season starts. So we typically do three or four throughout the season. And as I stated, uh, the goal will be to also do something with uh, HISD at one of their facilities. And then we've also had a conversation with Aldean ISD and looking at trying to uh, work with them and maybe put on a camp for uh, their school district as well. Um, we also work with, there's an organization out in Acres Home uh, called RBI. Uh, we, we've done camps with them before, and, and we've worked with them and done some things as well. Now, on average, Coach, how, how many students are you looking at, and are these uh, camps that you have to pay to attend? Are they free camps, and, and how do you have those structured? Combination of both. We will do some, uh, the one, a uh, couple that we've done with HISD as well as RBI, uh, they've set it up and I think it's been free of charge. They've just had us come out and kind of run and work the camps. We obviously do our own camps that there is a fee, uh, to, to come. And then we also do some, as I stated, when we do them within the community, we do it for a moderate, a, a moderate rate or, you know, pretty much a, a free, free of charge type rate. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a wonderful way that you can once again give back to your community. And it's also a great way of looking at some future diamonds in the rough. 
Absolutely. And, and, and it's also great. It's a good opportunity for our kids to, as you stated, get into the community and, and meet people in the community. And I tell you, our kids love it. Uh, working with the younger kids. I mean, they, they love it. Uh, assisting and working with young kids. So we do a combination of, of it all. And I think it's, it's, as you stated, it's just a way for us to give back. Uh, it's not, at the end of the day, it's not all about the dollar. It's actually about, you know, giving back and trying to provide, you know, to those kids that, uh, you know, are less fortunate and, and it's just looking to try and learn and, and grow within the game of softball. Absolutely. Now, Coach, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, Coach, I'm about to be a little facetious with you right now. Okay. With all ahead. with all these camps that you're going on, I'm pretty sure every now and then you run across a kid where you, where you want to say, well, look, baby, why don't you put that glove up and let me teach you these accounting formulas where you can go ahead and just focus on being an accountant because you don't have a softball gene nowhere in your body. Uh, no, not really, Mike. I tell people all the time, uh, I think there's a, there's a university or an opportunity for everybody if they're willing to, you know, as I stated earlier, work hard and learn. I think those are the two biggest things. But I think there's an opportunity for everybody. May not necessarily be D1, uh, may not necessarily be a D2 or a D3, uh, but you have other universities that offer softball. You have junior colleges that, you know, local junior colleges. You also have NAI schools. You have the, you know, Jarvis's. Christian colleges, you have the Texas colleges and, and, you know, so I tell people all the time, if, if a kid is willing to, to work hard and learn, I think there's an opportunity for them. Now, will they get a full hundred percent ride? I, you know, may not be the case, but I think there'll be, there's an opportunity for them. Now, if a kid is, you know, uh, 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 two weeks away from finishing high school and they've never put on a glove before, uh, <laughs> that, that may be a little different situation. But if a kid has, has an interest and is sincere about it, uh, I think Mike, there's opportunity for them. They just, you know, obviously got to do some research and, uh, and find somewhere to look at playing. But, but I would never tell a kid if again, if a kid is willing to work hard and learn and continue to grow, I would never tell a kid, you know, hey, it's too late or you can't. Now, again, if it's if she's a week away from graduating and she's never picked up a bat or never picked up a glove, then, yeah, it's a possibility. I may say that. Well, here, but, here are these formulations to learn these calculus process. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But no, there's so, you know, so many universities and so much opportunity out there. Uh, and as I stated, I think you know, the sport itself is growing tremendously. And so there's, you know, like I said, it may not necessarily be a Texas Southern or a Prairie View in the D1 arena, but, you know, you have D2, you have D3, uh, as well as you have NAI and you have junior colleges. And like I stated, you know, that I think if, if, a, if a kid is sincere and really wants to play, there'll be an opportunity for him. Absolutely. We're speaking again with Coach Worley Barker of the Texas Southern Tigers and coach um, I'm really really enjoying this I know we kind of pressed for time right now but I want to ask you this question um, mm-hmm. uh, is for softball I know baseball the scholarships were 11.7 what are the scholarships for what softball we we offer 12, 12 at the D1 right. level right yeah 12. D1 level is 12 would you be considered a fully funded program with your scholarships of availability yes sir we are 
Okay. With that being said, and you just made mention about a full ride. With the full ride, it's not like it were was when you and I were coming along. You know, that's not heard of in baseball and softball anymore. How do you, without giving away too much of your family trade secrets, how mm-hmm. do you try to break down um, your money as far as um, offering players when it comes to building your program? Typically, uh, you know, obviously, you know, I tell people all the time, you got to pay pitchers. Uh, you know, the game don't start unless the pitcher throws the ball. So your pitchers are going to, you know, obviously make, you know, you, you got to pay them or at least scholarship them. Then I think you just you, you kind of go around and look at maybe your middle infielders and your big time hitters. And, you know, you just you try and build your program based on what your needs are and, and what you can offer those kids. One of the things that we do a lot of, Mike, is offer a lot of combo scholarships. What do you mean by combo scholarships? We offer a lot of academic slash athletic scholarships. So if a kid has a you know 3.2 GPA with a good test score, we typically try and get them some academic money and bridge that with athletic money. And one of the things that I do look at, uh, you know, obviously having a finance or business background, you know, the, one of the things that we do look at is, you know, we try and make sure that a kid is not going to leave the university with an abundance of debt, uh, yeah, in terms of, you know, having to pay for school. But, but at the same time, I also tell people, uh, you, you're probably going to have to pay something because, you, know, you can look at every university across the country. You can look at A&M and UT. They also have 12 scholarships. And if you look at their roster, you know, most teams are carrying anywhere from you know 18 to 25 students. And so the numbers just don't work. Everybody's not on a full ride. But I tell people all the time, I think you know, getting away from just the softball side and now looking at the education, one of the things that I try and you know, at least communicate to people and i look at myself mike is your education is an asset and like any other asset you know your home is an asset uh very few people pay cash for their home which means they go out and get a loan a lot of people you know i I think your car is an asset your car gets you from a to b uh very few people pay 100 percent cash for their car they get a loan so it's an asset and so i think in terms of your academics, you have to look at it as the same way. It's an asset. So you may have to pay a little bit something for it, but that asset is going to help you in the long run because it's going to help you, you know, gain employment and, and maintain employment. It's an asset. And so, yeah, that's just kind of how I look at it. So yeah, you'll have to, you may have to pay something, but at the end, look at it as it's an asset. Uh, and it's something I'm going to use for the rest of my life, uh, in terms of, of, being able to gain employment. And then the other thing that I tell people all the time, you know, no matter where it's at, if you get a dollar as a scholarship and that's whatever scholarship, that's a dollar less that your parents have to play. And I know that's a very small amount, but I'm just giving that as an example. But if a kid gets a dollar in a scholarship, that's a dollar less that either parents or yourself will have to pay out of pocket. And so, uh, obviously we tell people, you know, there's always more money in academics. So the better your your grades are and the better your test scores are, you know, you obviously can get more money on the academic side than you will on the athletic side. And so we always, we, we when we meet kids and we talk to kids, we tell them, don't ignore and forget the education piece. Because at the end of the day, 
as I stated, like my daughters, they may decide, look, daddy, I've done this for two years and, and I don't want to play anymore. Well, if you're on athletic scholarship and you decide you don't want to play, uh, you know, that has to it still has to be paid for. Uh, you know, which you know happened with my kids. My oldest daughter was, you know, when she went to Howard, she was on the presidential scholarship. She was, you know, getting a significant amount of money. And so she decided, you know, that I don't want to play anymore. And we was like, okay, your 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 money ain't coming from athletics, so it that's fine. So, <laughs> so it ain't coming from me neither. So yeah, yeah. Even finish. <laughs> so, you know, I think, you know, I don't ever want to lose take my eyes off the, the education piece. That's that's gonna be much more important than the softball piece or basketball, volleyball, whatever the case may be, whatever sport a kid may be playing. At the end of the day, and this is one of the things that we tell kids. You're going to school to get education. You're not going to school to play softball. You're going to get an education. I tell people all the time, if somebody, if a coach tells you different, have them call me. But at the end of the day, and, you know, I look at this as, you know, from a, from a parent and from a father, you're going to get an education. You're not going to play softball. Softball, whatever sport you're playing, it's a byproduct. Or it's just an opportunity for you to do something while you're pursuing your education. But at the end of the day, and I tell people all the time, if you go to school for four years and you play, you know, I don't care if it's golf and you're all American and you don't get your education, I, you've wasted your time. Uh, and I say this because we had a homeboy that decided out of high school, wasn't going to go to college, but he had gotten into a training program because he had worked at McDonald's for a number of years. And so he got into a management training program. Uh, and so he, you know, out of high school, uh, went to work for McDonald's and, uh, you know, several years later, you know, they obviously paid for him to go back to school. But, you know, at one time he was one of the hottest minorities within the McDonald's corporation. And so I tell people all the time, don't waste your time. Uh, if it's, if it's, if you're not going to school to get education, then you may want to look at something else. You know, it could be a career. It could be, you know, I look back now and I tell people all the time, if I had to look at doing something different, well, I'd go and get me an, either a plumbing license or electrician license because when I call my plumber or call my electrician to come out and fix something minor and they tell me just what the service fee is, I'm like, gee <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> a lot of people really, really miss the mark. They, they do not understand that the service industry is always going to be an industry of demand and an industry of a very comfortable lifestyle. And that's how we try to translate what we're doing with our broadcasting deal. Right. I'm in my 30th year of broadcasting right now. And I consider what we do as a service to our fans, to our listeners, to the institutions that we in interact with and to coaches such as yourself. And, and with that, man, this has been uh, one of my most pleasant, interviews that i've done in a long time and i want to thank you for that i appreciate it the pleasure was all mine and anytime uh you know you, you like to talk or you have something to discuss please feel free to give us a call and we hope next year at the end of the season when we're holding up that swag uh trophy championship we hope you give us a call so we can talk to you for a little bit well you know what coach? <laughs> <laughs> you know you were doing so good man you were you know, you, you are really doing so good, but, but I tell you what, here's what we'll do in the event that that doesn't happen. And it's Prairie View holding up the trophy. 
Once I get done interviewing Coach Bland, I'm going to get you on the line, and I'm going to say, Coach, let's talk about it. How about that? That sounds good, Mike. I, I, I like that. I appreciate it. Man, I've enjoyed it. I, I thoroughly have, and I you know, appreciate you having us on, and, and definitely look forward with talk, looking forward to talking with you sometime again in the near future. Well, before you get out of here too fast, yes, Mr. Trophy Man, we, got, <laughs> we have a little custom here. We allow our coaches and our guests to have some final thoughts and comments. Even though you've already said enough, I think I'll open it up and give it to you one more time to close out this segment. Well, I just like to say, uh, you know, those that are listening, if you haven't had an opportunity to catch a, a SWAC softball game, please get out and do so. Uh, obviously, if you're in the Houston and surrounding areas, we would definitely love to have you come out and, and support and watch us. Uh, we play all our games, home games over at Memorial Park, uh, directly across from the uh, golf course. Um, and you can go online. Our schedule should be coming out soon. But we're a spring sport, so we won't do a whole lot this fall. But we'll be you know, starting up in, in February. So please come out, support, you know, not only Texas Southern softball, but SWAC softball. Uh, there's another school down the street on Highway 290. <laughs> uh, they they have a good program as well. And uh, we would just, you know, we want to continue to grow the game. If you have a daughter or if you know of a kid that's interested in learning more, getting more in softball, please either give myself a call or my assistant coach or even call uh, Coach Bland down at Prairie View. And trust me, you won't be disappointed in what you see and if your kids are interested in staying, uh, going to school at an HBCU. He is Coach Worley Barker, the coach of the school down east from Prairie View, <laughs> North Texas Southern University. Coach, I really had a blast. I am the radio guy, Mike Prince, reminding you that you can follow us on our social media at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Mike Prince Show. The YouTube channel is Open Mic Broadcast Network. Our website, obnradio.com, and our 24-hour dialing message line, 713-570-6736. And until the next time, you guys be blessed, and we'll see you on the other side. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.